Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, David Molnar here, your photography mentor, and we have the one and only Rich Coleman tuning in live today. Hello. As my co-host, welcome to episode 47, oh wait, three, episode three of the podcast. It's like dog years. It feels like 47. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Rich, I have a question for you. Gosh, I forgot to think of my question ahead of time. It's okay. I'm going to try to guess it again. I I nailed it last week. Uh, I don't think I did this one yet. Did I? Is that the joke? I'm like blanking. I got stage fright right now. (laughs) Hopefully I didn't do this one yet. Uh, this morning, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally like, crap, did I say this one already? Oh no. Cause I used to use this. Do one. it. It'll be really okay. funny. All right. And I'm not so going to edit like it out. Two weeks so in a row. It. All right. All right. So I, I, this morning I was rushing out of the house and I stepped on a cornflake. Does that make me a serial killer? It also did on our first week. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, I, was like, yeah. I thought I did that one. I couldn't remember it. I, I didn't, I didn't come prepared to do a new joke. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm gonna make. But I'm anyways. gonna get you like one of those tearaway like word of the day calendars with dad jokes. <laughs> I've got a ton of them. I just like it was. It was like stage fright. I was, you know, I was, I was really, uh, I was really scared. You know, so anyways. it happens to us all. Even when you have perfect jaw lines and chiseled abs, David, it still <laughs> happens. Okay. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. I need to get chiseled abs. I got that 20 pounds of dad Bro. weight going on. If you know what I'm talking about. Nah. I mean, like, let's get real for a minute. Your father is like the best looking whatever age he is, man, I've ever seen in my life. Mm. He, like your dad makes me embarrassed. Like if, if I, like let's say I'm at the gym or the Y and your dad's there, I, I'm like now the guy that goes swimming with my shirt on. That's how good <laughs> your dad looks. Like that has nothing to do with anything. That's just, he's ripped. He pretty much had a, Bill Molnar, if you're ever listening, I don't know if my dad even knows I have a podcast, I should tell him. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we, we should tell him. Bill Molnar, my oh, dad Have has, him on, yeah. Yeah, we should have my dad on. It'd be fun because he was my he was my photography inspiration. My dad, um, you know, he gave me my first camera. You know, th- if you're watching this camera right here, um, and um, yeah, he was awesome. But he had a pretty much had an eight pack until he was around fifty five, you know, fifty five ish. And now I feel like it's simmering down a little teeny bit. But um, but yeah, he's a good uh, he's a good one. Ford asked if this is a new one. Yeah, it is a new podcast. I just use the same joke. Sorry about that. Um, you know, wow, we're, wow. We're, 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 we're already catching heat online. We're, I know, I know. It's like, gosh, same jokes. Like, sorry. Just imagine being my kids, you know. It is Tuesday, March 3rd today at 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, central time. Well, not for you, yeah. Right, right. Well, that's the central question. What time zone are you on? Yeah, there it is. Um, that's better. That was better than the cornflake. Yeah, I flaked on that question. Sorry, man. It just, there it is. It's like my corny jokes just keep on repeating themselves. Uh, that's it. That's good. That's awesome. All right. Well, this is uh, your photography mentor podcast. We should probably talk about something photography and not just chiseled abs and cornflakes. Um, but I guess is there any is is there anything else? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> it's like the what what movie was that where he's like, is there no one else? Is that Gladiator? Is that the Gladiator movie? I think maybe. I'd be yeah, glad uh, if you could tell me. No, I mean Gladiator is a great movie. Like I, thinking talking about film and like cinema. That was that was great. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to sit on that one. Um, Rich, we're going to do a giveaway today. Do we ever decide what yeah, we're going to give away today? We never decide. It's funny because uh, Crystal, our awesome lady who does stuff, I forget because I suck. That lady in, within the business. <laughs> Crystal's our community was like, manager. hey, what are you giving? Yeah, I was like, what are, uh, she was like, what are you giving away? And I was like, yes. And she was like, no, 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 <laughs> like, what are you giving away? I was well, we like, do a giveaway every week, so I, we're going to give away something. We just haven't decided what that is. Yeah. Yet, right? Yeah. I think it'd be, and this is not scripted. Let's give away something. No, it's very like, scripted. You, I'm like, reading from a teleprompter. Clearly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Last what do you two, wanna... from two weeks ago? It's just the wrong file. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong teleprompter file. Exactly. What do you want to give away? What's something cool? Like what's something sexy? Mm. I'm gonna call it. You call it. It's your day. Let's let's give away. Let's give away two things. Let's have two giveaways. Throw in another curveball, Crystal. Because I'm having to access I'm all the ner- I'm all nervous. I'm brain. like, crap, because if you say this on air, then we have to pay for yeah, it. It has to uh, happen. <laughs> um, I think we should give away a memory card. Okay. 
I can remember that. Sandisk. Sandisk. Mm-hmm. That way, because we're talking about like stories and memorizing. Our, and hey, memories. Sandisk, but can you start Lexar- sponsoring us? Because we, we use your memory cards Gosh. all the time. Gosh, man. You know, like. Yeah, Lexar sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I've, I've, I've never had an issue with Sandisk, and I will always love Sandisk. Yeah, just. And I, let's I give away, we argue about this, and we'll, we'll give away yours because you're, you're the photography mentor. David Monar, I'm like the photography mentor friend. We're, um, we're giving let's away give away one. your hard drive. Like what hard drive do you like to give oh, away? Oh, I like to give, I like to, um, gosh, this is an expensive giveaway today, but that's okay. Uh, I like to use the Seagate five terabytes. They might be higher than that now. I don't know. I haven't bought one in a few months or a little bit, but five oh, you terabytes. Could, you could have you said, said two, but that's fine. You, you <laughs> jumped to the five terabyte. <laughs> you know, like only the best, only the best for, yeah. uh, for our students. You know what I mean? So five terabyte hard drive. Uh. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. The memory card's only going to be like five, twelve megabytes. It's going to be like a nineteen ninety four uh, CF card. That's Do you remember that? Have. Like shooting with five, twelve megabytes, and then and then like at weddings, you're like swapping them out like a hundred times because you're like crap. You know, did like, you ever? Did you ever get the first one that was like a hard drive that spun? Like it, there was actually spinning parts in the first oh, CF card. Uh, I don't know if I ever took that one for a spin. I'm going to silence ah, my phone is, here. But, yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm getting text notifications about lunch. Um, Kendra Burgett says, oh, goodness, I need a hard drive. Are you kidding me? Um, Five yeah. terabytes. I know. I mean, I was like, like here's, a, here's a half. I mean, let's, David's giving away the farm here. I love it. <laughs> hey, you're the one that said we're going to do two things. So, all right, cool. Well, we're, so we're going to do that. So, so here's the criteria um, for winning today. We're going to randomly draw someone. But, but in order to be eligible to be randomly drawn, I need you to share. We need you to please just share this podcast video if you are um, tuning in live, you know? Um, and if you're not tuning in live, uh, can you rate us on iTunes? That would be so awesome. It's funny. iTunes, I keep on seeing iTunes is saying we have three ratings and I'm like, what? And then the next second it'll be like 70. And I'm like, what, what is it? What is going on here? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's seeing that, but we have a bunch of ratings, but we want more because we just want to help more people. All right. So we want to spread this message of, um, of just, you know, helping people pursue their photography dreams. So if you could rate us on iTunes, but if you're live right now, just click the share button for the Facebook live video, and then you'll be eligible to win the two giveaways, uh, today, the hard drive, you hard drive, a bar bargain, hard, hard bar. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the hard drive and the SanDisk memory card. Do we say how much of a memory card we're giving away? I don't know. This I have this one. That's like what was closer. Oh, it's 32. 32. 32. Uh, we'll give away a 64 because I have a 256 right here. We'll give away a 64 gig. Does that sound good? 64 gig hard Can't drive. hide money. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, the 32 gig one is like, yeah, anyways. David, we'll I, I, I get it right in camera, so like my shot count is really low. I mean, <laughs> if it takes you 256 gigs, to, you know, whatever. That's fine. That's you. <laughs> Nancy said she already shared... Uh, Bobby Parker said she shared. That's awesome. You guys are amazing. Anita Smith. Um, so you guys are great. Chantel, uh, she shared. Thanks for Chantelling us that. Go Chantel. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and Ston, that's a cool name. Ston said she shared and she could use this hard drive. So fantastic. All right. So Rich, today, so last week we talked um, a little bit about my story and about when you can call yourself a photographer. And um, this week I thought it'd be fun to kind of dive into um, into who the flip is Would rich. <laughs> who the, yeah, can you beep that one out? I said flip. I, I got just, it. I just I'll don't want our it. listeners flipping out. Who the flip is Rich Coleman? You know, uh, who is this guy? And I, I don't mean that in, in a derogatory sense, but a lot of you guys maybe have been following along uh, the Your Photography Mentor page. And you're familiar with my name, David Molnar, and so maybe we've, you know, been hung out together on a webinar, or uh, maybe you've seen some of my courses, or maybe you're already a student inside the photo mentorship, where you get unlimited access to all of my courses and our photography mentors courses. But you guys might be wondering, who is this co-host of David's? Who is Rich Coleman? Now, if you've been listening for a few weeks, you know that he's awesome, and you know that he has a lot of value to add. You know that he has. Um, a lot of experience and that he's you know genuinely a, a pretty fun funny guy and apparently he makes us give away extra things because I thought we were giving away one thing I didn't even know what it was and now we're giving away two things and it got pretty expensive but that's okay I, I'm happy to give stuff away to you guys that's awesome we are giving stuff away it sounds like it yeah <laughs> yeah super bitter about that now you guys know we, I mean gosh we, I mean, we gave away like what two cameras last week or two weeks ago we gave away a 5D Mark IV and a 24 to 70 lens, like a $4,000 camera kit uh, a couple months ago. We just love giving stuff away. We give away stuff every single podcast. Ooh, look at this. 
Uh, Jos- that makes your life easier. Josie said, love Rich. I, she said, love you and Rich, but she said, love there's Rich. Somebody, awesome. There's somebody in the group that loves the beard, and I did put oil in it today. The push-up bra for men? So, the beard? The, the, <laughs> a beard. A beard is a push-up bra for men. Show me any man. You put a beard on him, and you're like, wow. You're like, dang, that guy's. You're like, mmm. Mm. I, I need I need a beer. I just so get this so, is my mm factor. I just get so itchy, you know, like like right now, like you I like to. Get, I sh- I shave down here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. Maybe I'll just have to take you. Uh, you know, know, it's weird. Like, so I didn't get hair. Like, the funny thing is, I'm not very hairy. My arms and legs. That's let's get Me to neither. know Rich. He's not. I yeah. So my son is three, and he just loves pulling like the three chest hairs I have right here by the V neck. Yeah. So when I say I shaved my chest, I shaved all three chest hairs. <laughs> That's all it took. All right. One second every couple weeks. If you watch the live camera giveaway, you'll see because I, I was completely nude in that. So <laughs> if you're curious, ladies, men, <laughs> that's where <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh man, you, you you know, thank thankfully we only saw chest up, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were nude. I'm, I'm not, I can't verify that, but like, yeah, clearly. I was in the shower. Yes, I yeah, was completely and, naked. And your wife you're was like, "You're what, welcome." What are you talking? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Naked in the shower? You're like, no one. I was um, like, it's David. Leave us alone. <laughs> oh man. Well, Rich. So you let, let's talk a little teeny bit about how you got started and also kind of like where you grew up. Like, like what's what's a little teeny bit of your story? Because I know there's some uh, some really high highs and there's also some pretty low lows um, in your story. So maybe oh, yeah. I'll learn some new stuff today. Actually, I don't know. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a pretty open book. So if anybody in here asks a question, I will literally answer it. Um, a lot of people hate that about me. A lot of people love it. But if you want my opinion, I give it. So mm-hmm. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is where hurricanes hit. So if you're curious of where the Outer Banks is, in North Carolina, if you go east and you see a hurricane coming and Jim Cantori freaking out, that's where I live. <laughs> um, Being extra dramatic, yeah. Jim Cantori. They're like... yeah. Like he's like freaking out. Like I could barely stand, and it's like a kid like building a sandcastle in the background. That's <laughs> the Weather Channel, folks. True story. That's all fake. Um, well, I'm on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Beautiful beaches. Uh, David has a picture of my wife who's smoking hot, and my kids. Well, let me let so me we share, can show let me, off let me my share, my family unit for a second. Let me share that real quick. All right, so here's here's Rich's family here. Rich, you can keep on talking if you want. I'm, I'm sure in the Boom. family so family photo my, on the beach. My wife. Yeah, that's where I live. Um, that's like. 10 minutes away from my house, and that's my beautiful wife I've known since I was four years old. Uh, she got hot when I was 16, so that's when I decided to date her. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's my daughter. She's seven, Eloise, and my boy, Marty, named 100% after Back to the Future. I'm a huge Back to the Future 80s movies nerd. Um, that is my family unit, and I love them. They're awesome. That My friend, awesome. amazing photographer, Aaron Lundy, took these photos. Um, she's great. You always ask, like, who do you trust to shoot your photos? That list is honestly really short for me because I'm just like, gosh, I wish I could just do it. So Aaron took these, and she's great, and that's my amazing, awesome, funny, crazy family. But, uh, yeah, I grew up on the Outer Banks. I'm born and raised right here. And um, I just kind of want to start off by asking the students a question or the listeners a question um like how many of you guys are would you say are bad students i personally was an awful student and i think it was mostly because i was bored Mm. not that i'm smart i would say like compared to the average bear i'm not very smart i would i have street smarts but like i can't count past 24 Mm. and i can't read so, Manio High School, thanks. <clears throat> just kidding. <laughs> so, I, I had like a really rough school education just because I was bored the whole time. And uh, I actually grew up in a household where my mom was really sick. She had a heart transplant when I was eight years old. Mm. So, boom, cut her open, put in another person's heart. That's hard to comprehend as an eight-year-old. And yeah. uh, she actually got sick and passed away when I was 12. Mm. So that was my childhood. So there was a lot of growing up quick. Um, and I also grew up in a house, and my dad could be listening right now. I mean, my dad are tight now. We hated each other as when I was a teenager. But um, I grew up in a house where, like, my dad never loved his job. Mm. 
And I feel like that hits home with so many people. And that's something I really noticed Hmm. that my dad would always get the next job and move on and get more money and like take care of me. And he did a great job of that, but he never loved his job. It was always work to him. So Hmm. growing up, I realized that I want to love what I do. And because my mom passing, you know, I was, I was like severely insecure about myself. Mm. Um, I was a searcher and I actually like was this close to being like a career criminal. So like those street smarts almost like worked out the other way. Like I've been to jail, like as a child and, um, I've committed more felonies than I would care to admit (laughs) on the air. I have no idea what statute of limitations are (laughs) in North Carolina. Um, I stole a, my wh- first a while ago, arms, a while ago, 14 like, at years before, old. At least yeah, when before I was, you're 28, you're right? Like before you're 28. Yeah, when, I, when, count, I, when right? I was 14, when I was 14, I stole a car, like just to show you like how like BA I was okay, as like right. a rebel Let's, against. We got to hear We got to hear this story real quick. So f- photography aside, like this is the real Rich Coleman. Okay. Um, obviously like very tough start, you know, with your mom being sick. I mean, gosh, man, that's so hard. Yeah. That's so that's so tough, but that would have formed so much stuff and probably would have created maybe a lot of anger, you know, in you or... Yeah, I mean, anger and, like, I, I have all these defense mechanisms that I never knew were defense mechanism. Like, my sarcasm and humor mm. is to keep people at arm's distance because I had to, like, raise myself and be by myself. So people are like, you're so sarcastic, you're a jerk. And I'm like, I know. Like, it's from a traumatic childhood, honestly. Like, the more I go to therapy, the more I realize, oh, that's why you're like this. Uh, but, yeah, I did steal a car when I was 14, 15. I might have been 15. That's better, oh, that's, right? that's better. That's uh, way better. Yeah. Tell us uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, we broke a window. That We saw the keys, took the car, ended up cutting off the roof of the car. Cops come. We decide, okay, we have to get rid of this car, so we chop it up. My dad has never heard this story, so if you're listening, Dad, I'm sorry. We actually, to get rid of this car, we chopped it up into pieces and put it in trash cans. It, trash day was the next day, so I think we grabbed 30, like, rolled your street trash cans and put most of the car in the trash can. So not only did I steal a car, I destroyed it and chopped it up myself. You really raised the roof. I did. The yeah. car had no roof. It caught us on fire. It was the most dangerous thing I think I've... It's one of the top ten most dangerous <laughs> things I've ever done. Was oh. Be chased by the cops in a car I stole at age 15. Oh my gosh. That sounds so much like you but, today, I mean, that, that, you know? Uh, it is. Yeah. Well, I think that's like why I'm creative and like I have that itch. Um, and I, and like to this day, like I work for David and I love my job, but like, I didn't want to spend, I don't want to spend eight to 10 hours a day doing anything I don't love. Hmm. Like that's huge for me. Like I want to be like, you know, when you're a kid, David, and it's, you're like seven years old, like your kids right now, and it's Christmas Eve. They cannot even go to bed because they're so excited. Tomorrow's Christmas. And they're like freaking out, like acting like hellraisers. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to feel about my job. I want to be Christmas Day excited because what I do sets my soul on fire. Mm. Like that's obtainable. And that doesn't have to be photography. I just you guys can like it. You guys people. can like and heart it. I see those likes and heart. You, you guys can do that. Yeah. This is awesome. You want to, you want our students yeah. to be. You want everyone. You want you to be Christmas Day or Christmas Eve excited about their careers and about and to be pursuing yeah. their or passion. what they do, what they spend their time doing. Because no matter what anybody says, the most important commodity isn't money. The most important commodity is time. Mm. So how you spend your time, David, shows me what you really care about. If you say you love your kids and pay all their bills, that's great. But if you don't spend any time with them, where you spend your time is what's important to you. I'm feeling so, so guilty if you're going to spend right your now. time at work, yeah. If you want to spend your time, if you have to spend your time at work, I'd rather you not dread it. That's all I'm saying, and it's yeah. it's it's doable. Um, I'm an idiot, and you know, David will like pad my ego and say I'm not. But if I can figure out something and make a living doing something I love, I know it can be done. So that's that's all that in a nutshell. And that has that's not even my photography story, which is also hilarious. Yeah, but you're still a car. I mean, we gotta know this stuff. Like it's you know, it's yeah. really it's really important, you know. Um, I once uh, I once uh, broke into the school here locally and I this I was fourteen, I was younger. Man Manio High parked, School or what? First flight middle school. Okay. So it was middle school. I parked all the school buses door to door on a Sunday night. <laughs> And then I jumped out of the window of the last one. So on Monday when they got to school, they couldn't get in the buses. 
Number one, I drove 14 school buses without a CDL and didn't scratch any. I should have gotten an award. <laughs> I should have got like in trouble. They should have been like, we need to give this kid a job. But uh, yeah, I parked all the school buses door to door. How did you find the keys? Like the, the keys were on a rack. They were in them, David. They were in the door. They were in the ignition of the school buses. And Is they weren't locked. They weren't locked. No. Oh Is my. that? But I got charged with breaking and entering. So Dare County, for figure you. that out, North Carolina. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. You moved 14 school buses, didn't scratch a single one, and then people couldn't get to their school buses or get into the school? They couldn't get in the door. So, like, you know the door that opens up? Yeah. I parked them so close to each other, they couldn't (laughs) open up. And then I jumped out of the window of the last bus. So it was a fiasco on school pickup the next Monday morning. Oh, my God. You were 14. I was fighting I was fighting the system, bro. My mom just died. Get off me. You know? Mm-hmm. I was like, ah! You know what I mean? I was like this angry, resented mm-hmm. kid that honestly kind of started raising myself at a young age. So mm-hmm. I had to figure out a lot of crap on my own, and that's what I'm here to do. I'm, help, I'm here to help you not make the same mistakes I made. Well, that, <clears throat> that resourcefulness, <laughs> I mean, an incredible knack for driving school buses. Um, no, but, but just like your, your lack of fear to to pursue things you don't know how to do, whether it's breaking and entering into a car or school buses. Um, I think since at some point you transitioned away from being a criminal to, you know, like 30, like I was 30 when that happened to pursuing your passion. Pretty sure it was for for the sake of being on air. Let's just say that it was earlier than that. But um, anyways, I started dating, I started dating a pastor's daughter and that's what I kind of really had to be like, I got this. No more. Totally <laughs> no more. Faking. No more. No more uh, breaking and entering and stealing cars. Um, but but your ability to figure stuff out because you had to raise yourself from an early age, I think, is is a real gift. Obviously, not like the criminal activity, but the the confidence that you probably gained from like figuring out how to drive a school bus or figuring out how to saw the roof off of a car and compartmentalize it or whatever it is. I'm sure that probably translated over into learning something that you're passionate about whether it was music or photography or basket weaving. I don't know. You're oh, into basket I've, weaving. I've right? always been the kid. I've always been the kid that takes stuff apart. This is a Canon 60. Oh my gosh. I've never seen the inside of the If you ever wanted like to that. see what the brains... Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's because I'm stubborn. So I had another 60 that the memory card tooth broke off in here. Mm. And I sent it to Canon and Canon said it's going to be $600 to fix. Wow. And I just, I was kind of like, okay, send it back to me. And then I had this one that was broken, water damaged. And I took it all the way apart, figured out how to get to that compartment, took that compartment apart, got it out, did it in about 30 minutes. And uh, I figured it out for free. So I saved $600 and I have this really cool relic of a camera. That's awesome, man. So Rich, by the way, is, is is the tech nerd guru on our team. Right, because he knows yes. how to do that stuff. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't even. There's no way I would do that. It would be. Just, it would be a lot harder to work on it with a ten foot pole. Look at the focus. Right. It would be. It, it would. Be, it would be harder to work on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So. So you're a criminal uh, when you're a kid. Um, you know, some sad stuff. Some really funny stuff. Um, walk. Walk me. Walk me past what happened next. Like, how did you start getting into photography? You know, what, that's what, a funny story because you, you you don't know this story, but you know people in this story. So it'll okay. be fun for all you. Right, to hear all right, all right, let's let's hear it. Yeah. I talked about my wife who I've known since she was four. Um okay. she literally had like like pigtails, braces, and glasses. And then like one Sunday at church, she showed up in this pink skirt that I still remember. Her hair was straight, her glasses were gone, and her braces were off. And I was I looked at my friend T. Wyant, who was the best man at my wedding, and I said, Who the freak is that? And he was like, that's Lauren Lee. And I was like, no, who's that? And uh, that's when I looked at my friend and I said, she will be mine. Oh, yes. <laughs> she will be mine. Um, so wow. I started dating her. She wasn't allowed to date until she was 16. So I was like nine months older. Mm. So I was 16 and nine months, and she was about to turn 16. Okay. And uh, I started like hanging out with her house. She, she was tutoring me in math. I had never <laughs> done homework a day in my life. My father will attest, I have never done homework a day in my life. Um, so I started dating Lauren and because I'm a criminal, her dad is kind of like, okay, I've known Rich also since he was four. I knew his, I knew his mom. So I, I feel for the guy, but this kid might not be great for my daughter. So he started like, kind of like 
insect me and like make sure that I wasn't gonna like steal his daughter's virtue or anything like that. So I started hanging out with Tom and this is a really funny cause I was a 16 year old kid and Tom says, hey, we need to figure out something to do together to spend time together. And he said, hey, do you have $300 to buy a camera? And I looked at him stone cold and said, yes, sir. And I immediately called my dad. Did and you like, steal dad, it? I need to borrow. <laughs> Did you no. steal it? <laughs> I, I immediately called my dad. I was like, dad, I need to borrow $250. And uh, I bought a camera, borrowing money from my dad. And me and Tom started this like film photography bonding. Like I bought a Canon 7NE um, I don't even know film what that camera, is. 35, 35 millimeter camera. And uh, Tom's always loved photography. And that was kind of a thing that we, we did together. Um, so I started out taking really, really crappy pictures of things around me. Like that's what I did. I was a new photographer and I was like, cool, point, shoot, point, shoot. How old were Film, you at this point? Were you 16? Is that 16? Yeah. Okay. And I had no photography training. Um, but that quickly evolved into like, I wanted to show pictures of things that I liked. So instead of like just taking really crappy pictures of anything, I started taking really crappy pictures of like things I like. Mm-hmm. And what I want people to do is in, that I want them to enjoy a moment with me. I want someone to look at a photo I took and feel what I felt when I took it. Like mm. whether that's like a band I love, like your story last week, whether it's like somebody surfing and you're like stoked and you're like, whoa, sick. Like I want somebody to look at my picture and have that like, whoa, sick moment and like that's how we shoot and that's how we edit and that's how we that's how I am I want you to relive a moment I'm just not like documenting I want you to feel what I felt um so I've always been a musician I actually built this guitar over my head um I've recently gotten back into music but I, I I used to say I was a musician in a former life but um as I'm was taking pictures and playing music. I, it felt the same. Like I was able to get that creative release out. And, uh, I I was in a battle of the bands in Virginia. We came in second place. Like Mm. our girlfriends came, we paid for gas, we paid for food. And like, I think we each made 25 or 30 bucks for winning winning this big competition. Mm -hmm. I had my film camera and I took pictures with everybody else, but me, like my band. And like three weeks later, that production company, mailed me a check for $300. So I was like $30, but it was really fun or $300. And it was fun. Like, Hmm, there's something to this and Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a job I hate. So I literally switched my major in college from a audio engineer to visual design, like graphic design. Mm -hmm. And that's like the beginning rich Coleman photography journey was falling through it. I hit every scrape, bump, bruise, nick on the way to this photography thing. I've, I've made every single mistake you can make. I've done it. And it hurts. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so the Battle of the Bands, was that high school or was that college or when was that? That was like right in the transition. Like I was like, like summer yeah, between it, it was either, it was either, yeah, it was somewhere in between or maybe like, yeah, because I came home a lot because my girlfriend was still at home. I had to follow uh, her. Totally. She's my wife now, so it's okay. Right, right, right. And, 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 your, and your baby mama. Um, baby mama. Yep, baby mama times two. Um, okay, so then you went to college, and did you start, uh, you went to Liberty University, I believe, right? And Lynchburg, Virginia, LU. Yeah. Yeah. Lynchburg. And then did you, did you start shooting in, intensively there? You said you, were, you know, had a visual design or something like that degree. Yeah, and, honestly, like, I, I'm like a manipulator. Um, which is a bad thing because of my crappy childhood. Uh, so I purposely didn't take, um, I had to take a film class my freshman year, which I, it sucks because I just got a brand new Canon XTI and mm. I was pumped. And then I right. signed up for my first photography class and they're like, you're only shooting film for a year. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. But it, it taught me a lot. When you only have 24 chances to get something right, it really makes you think about what you're shooting, which mm. has completely changed my life, honestly, is, is, Hokey is that sounds, well, I, you know, I, I, w- I would concur. I think anyone who has shot film back in the day or started with shooting film, like you did, like I did, um, I think it helps you think through photographs better and it helps you think through 
what the story should be and also helps you second guess your settings and try to make sure that you're not accidentally shooting something bad because you know these days when we just grab a camera we're like you can like oh crap I was shooting all those way too bright so whatever I'll just set the settings correct now and then again you know take 24 shots or 100 shots and waste them it doesn't matter anymore because it's all digital but I think um, you know that's so trial and error and listen you can learn that way but I think it's probably an invaluable thing to to really stop and slow down and think about what you're doing you know instead of just firing it off it's like you know it's like when you have those conversations with your wife or your spouse and then you just say what you think really quick it's like well maybe you should have slowed down a little bit and thought that through you can get in trouble if you just do stuff really fast without slowing down and thinking through it same thing is that film actually caused us to do that um, and sometimes we don't have that same sense of any um, process that requires you to think more is going to be a better process. Mm, yeah. You know, anything like I, I don't want to do anything in my life where I like check my brain out and say, okay, I just need to do like, I want to take my brain with me through every part of my life, whether that's, you know, my relationship with God or anything. Like I don't get to a certain point where I'm like, okay, stop thinking and believe. No, right. I take my brain with me the whole way. Um, so that's always been super important to me as like, kind of this independent person because of my history. Yeah, totally. So you had to spend a year shooting film, you know, at, mm -hmm. at, so at school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, it's fun. Anyways, um, yeah. but I guess if you're digressing, like for me, I mean, film is fun. Like it might be a fun hobby to do now, but I wouldn't have wanted to do that necessarily in my professional career. Although I did, you know, Biff, because I, I, when I worked, you guys may not know this, but I did a summer shooting at Shooters at the Beach with Biff Jennings and Aaron Jennings, and they're awesome photographers uh, on the Outer Banks. They're still around, man. They're still kicking. They're, yeah, they're still they're kicking. They're awesome. They Biff, if you're it. listening, we love you. Um, and uh, anyways, Biff actually taught me a lot. But he, So I was shooting digital at the time, and he actually made me step back, and we were shooting medium format contacts cameras, I believe, maybe 120 yeah. film, mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. It was a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, I learned a lot from Biff. So he was he was one of my early photography mentors. So that's funny. I actually did weird, have weird digress. weird story. Weird story about Biff Jennings. Okay. I um remember Jim's camera shop. Do you remember that? Vaguely. It was in KDH. It was the only camera shop. It was the world's okay. smallest, worst camera shop. Um, <laughs> but they had like some party with the radio station outside and like little like I think I was nine or ten year old me filled out a thing to win. It was tickets to a Tina Turner concert. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I fill out the thing, I write my name and my dad's phone number and I pull it out and I put it in the box. I get a phone call on air saying I won and I was like, I don't know who Tina Turner is. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. So I, I go into Jim's camera and Biff Jennings is working there and okay. he actually says, hey, why don't I give you, so this might actually be my first camera. He said, why don't I give you a camera? And it was like, I don't even know the brand name. It was like a 35 millimeter plastic camera. Okay. But Biff Jennings with his fro handed yeah. me that camera, and that was my first ever camera. And I wish to God I could find that thing. What does it have to do with Tina Turner? I'm confused. You, oh, because you went I in there. I won tickets. I, go, you I went, went in there. I was too young. Yeah, oh, Biff gotcha. was such a nice guy that even though I was supposed to win these Tina Turner tickets, but I wasn't 18, he said, even though you won, but you lost, here's this free camera. Oh. And your photography, your first photography educator gave me my first camera. Oh, nice, nice. That's awful. awesome. It has nothing to do with anything. Just random. All right, cool. We'll have to let Biff Small know that about this episode. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so you digressed to film just like I did for that one year. And then mm -hmm. what happened? Well, so I'm in school and I'm learning graphic design. And I would say my family wasn't independently wealthy. So I worked 30 hours a week when I was in college at a t-shirt design company. Designing t-shirts. People came in with their napkins with like, <laughs> oh, I hit my microphone, with like, <laughs> a design on it. And they were like, okay, make this vector art on a t-shirt. So I sat on a computer all day and turned crappy art into t-shirt art. Hmm. Um, and that's where I learned the customer's right. Even if you're right, no matter how good I could make art, you have to give the customer what they want in that profession. Hmm. Um, so I learned a lot. I probably learned just as much working when I was in college than I did from college. And uh, it was really cool. So I started... <clears throat> Like my second year at Liberty University, I started marketing a little bit and reaching out to shoot weddings, which mm. if you would have asked me back then, do you want to be a wedding photographer? I would have laughed and said, all wedding photographers are fat, bald, 
old and ugly. Like I'm not no offense be to that. no offense to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just David. Um, so as I was working a job and I started doing these weddings, I was like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. Like I'm booking like ten weddings and they're paying me two grand, twenty five hundred bucks. Like why you're in college? I'm twenty years old. I'm stoked. Um, you're baller, so I, I figured man. out right there in that moment that I could turn something I liked or loved into a career. Mm. And that was like, that was it. And I, then I fell in love with like the story of a wedding and how every wedding's different. And I'm just like capturing that feeling for the bride and groom. Like it's not about taking a picture of a bride and groom. It's about the way they're interacting and feeling with each other. I'm able to capture that moment and that feeling in a photo yeah, forever and then give it to him as a, not a gift because they're paying me, but as a product. So <laughs> yeah, it's the gift I that did that for them. years. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, from then that kind of like I I honestly dropped out of college my senior year because I was doing so many weddings, and my professors told me it was okay. Really? Yeah, they're like, well, we can't. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I I asked. I said like, hey, um, I'm getting married, and because I was a young Christian, and that's what we do. We get married young. And uh, I was like, I have 25 weddings in the books. What should I do? And my teachers were like, well, how much money is that? And I was like, man, it's like 50, 50 grand. And the teachers looked at me and said, don't finish school. Go work. They're like, your paper will not help you in life any. Mm. Um, which some people will listen to this and hate that. My dad did not understand it, um, which he's, he's stoked now. My dad only has one tattoo. My dad was drunk in Florida at a bike week. And he has the Coleman Shots logo tattooed on his arm. It is hilarious. <laughs> That's his I'll company, that Coleman Shots, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at the Rich Coleman. If you're, if you want to, if you like my humor and stupidness, that's where I'm at. I'm at the Rich Coleman or Rich Coleman on Facebook. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I just love, I love, I love what I do. Um, I really love teaching people. Like it's, it's so fun as a fellow seven on the Enneagram that I get to kind of be loose but pointed mm. in like the direction that my life is, and just have a lot of fun along the way. So at what point was it uh, that your your was it future mother in law was like, hey, what are you gonna do for a for a living or something like that? Like, what, I think you mentioned. Yeah, this yeah, we, last we, I talked about. I, I said I said that I said that last week. Yeah. So I asked my in a funny way. I got down on a knee and asked Tom if I could marry his daughter, and he like I think he was gonna say no because he just got nervous. He didn't answer me. He was like, gay, gay. <laughs> and because I slipped it on his pinky, like the diamond ring and everything, which was every penny I had at age 20. Um, mm. <clears throat> it was only $25, so it's not like a big deal. No. Uh, but yeah, right, th- right then. So I was, I was 20 years old and shooting about 10 weddings a year when she said, that's great. You like taking photos, but what are you going to do for a living? Mm. And I was like, I want to be a photographer. And she didn't laugh at me, but that's kind of like what it felt like. But that like that like added gasoline to my fire. I was like, yeah. boom, I got this. I'm, I'm going to freaking knock this out of the park. And yeah, whenever someone tells me something like that, I'm like, watch out. I'm going to We can't this. do 20 giveaways next week. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> oh, yeah? Challenge accepted, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, we can't give away 30 cameras next week. Um, but yeah, no, that just fuels the fire, for me at least, especially if someone tells oh, yeah. me I can't do something. I'm like, you watch. You, you, just, you sit back and watch, son. Um, and that's been kind of a pattern. So did you feel like that kind of lit, lit a fire under you? Oh, yeah, wife? yeah. And like, like honestly, I, th- I thrive under the pressure. If I have 10 minutes to do a shoot that should take me an hour, those 10 minutes are going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, like, I have to. There's no, like, whining about it. Or, like, it's the one time where, like, my insecurities and thinking I'm not good enough just kind of dissipates because I have to do it. Like, mm. okay, the weather sucks. Okay, the mom's in a bad mood. I've got 20 minutes to shoot all the formal pictures. We have to do it. And, like, mm. something takes over my brain, and I... Like I, I perform so well in those 20 minutes compared to if I had five hours to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it and it's like, I, I, sometimes when you have to do something, the necessity makes you just turn into a different person and your gut instinct starts firing. Cause so many people are nervous. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know how to direct people and stuff. Like, let me tell you when you have like a few minutes to do all this stuff and you have a hundred people in the room staring at you, like 
I, I have locked up in the past. There's been moments where I'm like, oh, you know, but, but what happens, especially after you get a little bit of experience, all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's do this. And you stop, you stop worrying about what other people are thinking of you and you just start directing traffic, you know? So anyways. Yeah. Well, not, not to, not to be weird too, but you know, that's what a panic attack is. Mm-hmm. As somebody who sees a therapist and I love my therapist, like a panic attack, um, is flight or flight. So either you can like get focused and things shut off that don't need to like like, you know what I mean? Like, worrying about things when you're in a panic mode doesn't help you. So, like, your brain is doing all these chemical things to, like, make your your vision actually narrows when you're having a panic attack because it's focusing. Um, it's just like a, a like a like an animal that sees a lion in the wild. Like, it has a panic attack and can either fight or flight. And that's how, like, God designed us to have that. And I feel like we get so hung up on inaction that it really, uh, it really is like not good for us. And that has nothing to do with anything I wrote down for today. But I, I feel like, I feel like inaction can be your worst action. Mm. Sometimes when you don't know what to do, you need to start moving in a direction. Not yeah. always. Okay. Course correcting is fine. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times in my career, in my life, in my in my family life, sometimes like you, you don't know what to do and there's maybe a bunch of decisions and you're like, well, if I just stay here, it's not going to help. So sometimes you have to just make the best decision that you can, even if it's not maybe the right decision and then start moving. And then you realize like, okay, now that I'm here, I'm beyond this. Like I can see around this tree now because I just started walking forward a little teeny bit. And now I can see a clear picture of like, maybe that's not exactly the right direction. So I can course correct and like maybe go in this direction to get more uh, closer towards the goal. Hey, Ford said your life story is so inspiring. Um, So that's really cool. A lot of people are saying that they love your story, Rich. So thanks so much for sharing all this stuff and being so open, so honest and vulnerable about it. The worst yeah. thing, the worst thing you can do is, um, next year on the third day of March for you not to have grown any personally or let, like, let's just take it to photography. If you're mm-hmm. like still lean back and because you have, because of inaction and you haven't moved, you know, that's the biggest waste of time that there can be. And like we said earlier, time's a commodity. So that, like David said, you got you to gotta move, even if it's in the wrong direction. Because the way you should go works out. It, it, it has to happen. And, and sometimes you have to go through crap to get to where you're going. But it's really hard to see things when it's right in front of your face. Like when my mom died at age 12, I was like, God, why? That was like right here and I couldn't see it. Mm. So as soon as you can move and get perspective, like I can't focus right here, but man, like when it's here, like five years later, 10 years later, 30 years later, I can see why things happen and I have perspective on it because I moved and I went down a road that I ultimately am going on. So you just got to move. I love that. I'm sorry to like harp on that, but that's such a big thing. Move. I I love that. I love that. Um, you know, Dia just said this question or said, how do you climb a mountain? One, you take one step at a time. And obviously it's the same thing for like, how do you eat an elephant and one bite at a time and all that stuff like that. But let, let me also like, cause this is such a potent, powerful point for us as photographers or artists to learn. There are so many times when you might be feel paralyzed and not know what to do. I know so many of our students at different points say like, um, I don't know how to pose people. Like, I'm not sure what to do. Like, we'll just take our naturally pose your subjects like a pro course and then you'll know what to do. But Boom. one of the things we talk about is, um, <clears throat> is that sometimes, l- let's talk about posing for a second just as an example of this. Just the idea of sometimes you just need to take a step forward and start moving in a direction and figure out where you need to course correct, you know? Same thing with your photography business. Maybe same thing with your career. Maybe same thing with relationships. I don't know if this person is the one. I don't know. I'm not sure if this person I need to marry. Well, you need to take a step forward and like start seeing if you like that person a little bit more and then maybe you'll figure out later that they are right or they're not right. But as it pertains to posing, let's give a photography example for a second. I don't know how to pose something or I'm, I'm scared to tell them a pose that they don't... That, that it's not going to work well. And you're like, I don't know if it should be this or if it should be this or if it should be, you know, all these different crazy hand positions, right? If it should be flexing, you know, like whatever it is. And the reality is that sometimes, you know, you have to just start putting people through a rotation um, of positions or chin positions or body positions or, you know, weight shifting from one side to the other as it pertains to posing so that you can start identifying what is working 
okay? And then encourage more of that out of them. So for instance, if I have no idea what's gonna work well when I'm posing, you know, let's say Rich Coleman here, and, and I'm like, I can just start telling him to like, hey, shift your weight towards the back foot. All right, cool, that looks fantastic. You know, even if I don't like it, I'm still gonna be like, okay, cool, cool. All right, now hold your arm like this. All right, now shoulders back and straight. Okay, perfect. All right, now perfect. Now shift your weight to your front foot and be like, oh man, I love that right there. That's fantastic. Now chin down a little teeny bit. Love that. It's perfect. That's just so. You never, you never tell me to don't. You would never tell me to put my chin down. Trust me. <laughs> so the, the point is, is that maybe, maybe I don't know what's going to work yet, whether it's in photography or life or posing or landscape photography or your relationships. But when you start moving, you start identifying what's not working, what's not the right direction, and you might start noticing, or the the, the background might start clearing up a little teeny bit. You might start um, getting a clearer picture of where you want to go. Um, so sometimes you just have to take that step forward and then trust your gut that you're going to figure it out as you're moving along that path. So I think uh, this is something I, I want to hear your take on it because it just hit me and maybe this has been said before by somebody else, but photography is adapting on the fly. Mm. It's either moving your subject because it doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, with me and where I live and the weather being such a factor, I'm always changing my camera settings. So like photography is adapting on the fly. It's moving, it's changing. Um, and that's kind of segues into like something super important to me. Photography is art and us as artists really need to own our trade, own our craft. Mm -hmm. We need to, we need to respect this thing. It's not just, it's not snapshots. It's, it's the Mona Lisa. It's something that has the opportunity to last forever. It's something that, it, like a like a picture of my mom is worth like a billion dollars. You know, like yeah. It's something that people take for granted, and they won't call their mom for like a month. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had a mom I couldn't call. You know, mm -hmm. like it's one of those things you take for granted until something major happens. And I hope everybody gets off this podcast and just calls their mom and tells them they love them. And I'll do. I'll call my mother-in-law after this and tell her that because she really filled that that role for me. But hmm. keep photography art. Um, you're not just going to fall into a photography career. It takes training, practice, and focus. Like you have to work at it. It's not just going to. You're not just going to buy a four thousand dollar camera, pick it up, and you'd be great. Mm -mm. Just because. You know, it's a camera that takes great photos. A, a photographer takes great photos. Right. That's such good advice, Rich. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. So let, let, let's move let's move forward a little teeny bit in your story. So you you um you there's so many potent nuggets there. We like had to stop and like talk about all the life principles. Like call your mom. I'm like man, I need to call my mom right now. I'm so grateful. Like she had a really tough year, a couple of years health health wise, and I wasn't sure. We just weren't sure like how it was going to turn out. And now she's great. She's thriving. Um, she had to have a, a pretty serious surgery and then some recovery time, but now she's great. But it made yeah. me appreciate. I hugged her. I hugged her last week. If that makes you feel better, I didn't hug her. I last hugged week. her. I, I I hugged I hugged your mom last week. <laughs> Is that um, weird? I mean, I love her. No, no, not at all. Lots of people hug my mom because she's just very. Don't motherly. tell Bill because he has a he has like an eight pack. So don't tell Bill because he's like. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, my dad's like the nicest guy in the world. But um, <laughs> and anyways, uh, yeah, there's just so much potent stuff that we had to like stop and, and think about and, no, and, and, and address there. So moving moving on with your story a little teeny bit, um, you know, we're, we get to work together now, you know, but you're also still a, a, a professional photographer who is shooting a ton of weddings and stuff like that. Can you, can you, Too many. On, on your brand Coleman shots, and if you do want to follow Rich Coleman, y'all should follow that guy uh, at the Rich Coleman on the, Facebook, on, on, the Rich on, Coleman. On, on yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of me. There's only one David Molnar. There's mm. a lot of Rich Coleman's. There's a couple. There's a couple other David Molnars. I like found out it's like a, some guy at Microsoft or something like that. But anyways, he doesn't have DavidMolnar.com, so whatever. Steal his identity. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, so you you uh, your your mother-in-law told you like, what are you gonna do for work? And you're like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And so then and then at that point you started like ramping up the wedding photography stuff because you identified early on that weddings were um, going to be really profitable. Is that, is that fair to say? Or I, I, had, a, I had a professor in college. I, I went to school in the Blue Ridge Mountains, Blue Ridge Parkway, kind of like really close. So I would take like these awesome landscape pictures. And I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, do you know what would make that picture worth a lot of money? And I'm like, oh, sick, what? He was like, if you put a bride and a dress in it. 
Mm. And I was like, bro, come on. But he was right. Taking pictures of things is cool, but taking pictures of people sells. Mm. Yeah, the the um, one of the things that I like to say is that like you know landscapes don't pay for portraits. Or, sorry, well, that's that's that would, yeah, that would be really dumb. Dang That'd be really dumb. <laughs> dang it! I was trying to make a profound moment. <laughs> landscapes definitely don't pay for portraits. Uh, land, <laughs> landscapes don't pay for prints. People pay for prints, right? And so mm-hmm. maybe you can develop a niche where you can sell your landscape photography in galleries and some awesome stuff, but there's a lot more opportunity. Really hard to do. It is hard to do. Um, now, I'm not saying don't do it. Um, I love landscape photography. It's like my favorite, and there are people that make good living selling their prints in galleries and all sorts of things. And, you know, even if you're just selling a print here and there or, you know, doing some just-for-you art to have it hanging up on your wall, landscape photography is so rewarding. It just may not be the, the quickest way to make a full-time living as a photographer because yeah, the mountains like, aren't going to pay that you. Stuff. you know? if, if it sets your soul on fire, do it. Uh, photography really wore me down professionally a couple years ago, and me and my buddy and my college roommate went to Iceland for 10 days. Mm. So like, I started hating this thing that I loved for so long. I was like, God, what can I do? And mm. it was like, go take pictures that you want to take. Because I would like put my camera down and not touch it for like months because it was like work. And I was like, no. Right. So I went to Iceland and saw the Northern Lights every night and was like, again, that stoke factor. Like somebody just landed a trick. I was like, whoa, look. Look at the like it was just like yeah. you need to fall in love with photography. And one like honestly super important part that missed from my story is a bunch of phone calls that were super nervous to David Molnar throughout this beginning. How'd you get process. that guy's number? <laughs> I just I just begged your sister for it. Um, <laughs> true story. But that's kind of how like you've like you have the photo mentorship and you are the photography mentor, but like like no BS you've always been my mentor like I remember you having like a really mean conversation with me about two cameras I was looking at and you were like by the full frame like why are you looking at those two cameras like you know I mean you were just like like I was your test trial like hardcore and I loved it like more of a jerk you've always yeah well you've always (laughs) been that photography mentor thanks a lot and that's why that's why I love the brand and that's why I can like like I work with you because I love helping people because that's what you were to me. You were like mm. such a huge part of like, I always tell people, and this is a huge point when you're in your market and you're like frustrated with photography, your, your prints aren't selling, you're not booking. Don't look at your neighbor. Who's a photographer too. Um, don't look at people that are successful in your area look up to somebody like David. Don't Mm. look over at your competition. Mm. Like I want you to strive to be great. I don't want you to strive to be mediocre. I want you to love what you do. And I want you to be great at what you do Mm. because there's a synergy that happens when you're in your element. Uh, Those things that used to freak you out and make you uncomfortable now fuel a fire in you that you take better pictures when you're uncomfortable. Like when you get in those raw places where you're sharing emotion because photography's art, your pictures are better because you're stretching, you're growing, you're learning. And that's, if you listen to nothing else I say today, it's keep learning. Mm. The second you stop learning is the second you become boring. It's the second that the water gets still and gets fungus on top. The second you stop learning is the second you become stagnant. So you have to keep learning. I learn. If I, if I stop learning, like the second I feel like I got it and everybody else around me sucks is the second that I've plateaued and I'm never going to get better. Mm. And then yeah. that's the day I become dated. And that's the day that my work begins to suffer because of my attitude. So, so you should, if you're not growing, you're dying. I've heard photographers say it that way. Or I've, I've heard people, yeah. you know, business, businessmen say it that way. Uh, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're just trying to stay here, you're trying to stay stagnant, you feel like you reached a point, you're plateauing. If Arguably, if you're plateauing, you're dying. And I remember there's phases in my... I've had a long photography career. I say long. I mean, I'm 17 years or something 72. Like that. What? Yes. <laughs> Back in 82. Um, you know, there was moments in my, t- in my career, if I'm honest, like where I was just not excited, you know? And that may be the... You know, maybe we should talk about Enneagram one time just for fun. Like that could kind of be an interesting, you know, thing to talk about. How many of you guys have ever taken the Enneagram test? I'm an Enneagram 7 with a wing 8. So that means I like, like spontaneous things. And I, uh, and also if I'm a wing eight, that means I can be pretty bossy. Um, I would say, I would say you're a Nashville 10. 
<laughs> well, the Enneagram only goes to nine. Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying uh, you're, you're a perfect 10, bro. I don't oh, know. oh, oh, shucks. Okay. Just well, looks, just, just know, in your, it, your sexiness. The, the Enneagram is not a one to nine scale of good or bad. Nine is not better than one, right? Um, but anyways, uh, there was times in my, in my career where I probably got a little bit bored. Um, or there's times where I felt like there was a little stagnant. And I needed to do something like Rich was talking about and do a personal project. Um, like he went to Iceland. Um, and then, you know, we're actually, uh, we need to book those plane tickets. But I know you're like, every day, let's book them. Anyways, we're, we're in theory going to go to Norway in the next, uh, potentially next month, maybe in the next couple months, and, and film Bro, a new don't landscape. Don't change it on me. <laughs> don't you change that on me. I, I just don't want people to know exactly when we're going. But anyways, uh, yeah. anyways. Um, that we're going to like see them on the side of the mountain in Norway, like on specific dates, which would be fun. Um, anyways, uh, we're going to do that project to like get reignited and get, re you know, get, get fired up. Right. And, um, hopefully see the Northern lights and get Northern lighted up. Anyways, um, you, you should, you should do those different types of projects. So you went on, I want to kind of like wrap up this story here. So you went on to, um, to, you know, be a wedding photographer and really shoot a ton of a ton of weddings a year get amazing experience i know that we've actually worked together on a couple different weddings and they were just like it, it seemed like you knew everybody and so maybe we should you know I, I feel like that should be a whole other podcast episode but it's like you know like you made so many friends because you're just a lovable you know lovable person and you help everyone out but that's kind of your mo so maybe we should talk at some point we should do a podcast episode where we're talking about how you can grow your photography business by helping oh, other people, but you, you yeah. went on. So, so we'll definitely do that. Um, so you want to, so you, you went on to be a full-time wedding photographer. Is that fair to say? Or, or did you? Oh man. Yeah. Like, uh, my wife worked, so she kind of took a page out of her mom's book and was like, if I'm working, you're working. So I worked, I made pizzas at a restaurant like one or two days a week. And then like, once I saw that, wow, I'm making enough money to not work that I started doing that full time. Then I actually hired my wife. Enough money from photography, from not pizzas. You're right. No, not pizzas. Okay, I was yeah. making like twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. I just didn't and want to bake that into then. the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, pretty early on. I, I mean, I I was a full time photographer, like hardcore by age twenty one, twenty two, and I bought my house when I was twenty four. Like I didn't pay for it. But I was able to like, I was able to show yeah. the bank that I was making enough money. Yeah, no. You got a mortgage. You got a mortgage. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you're paying for it. I paid for it in cash, just tips. It was just <laughs> yeah. tip money. That's how good I did. T tips from baking pizzas. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Just the tip but, pizza. And, and, and there's obviously so much more to the story, but I just want to give you guys a little context of like who you're listening to. It's a criminal. Um, and uh, and no, I'm just kidding. I'm cool and, with that. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. We'll tell you my nickname next week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes his nickname i was like we could do it we could do it uh, let's get explicit on episode three this is episode three are you scared you're, you're saying on episode I mean, four I mean, that's what i'm saying no no let's do it now i'm not scared this is the i feel like episode. we should do it at the beginning of next episode should we do that okay all right let's, let's do keep that them anticipated let's keep let's keep them feeling that that christmas eve like thing listen his his nickname is so fun like the stories behind his nickname is so <laughs> funny to me um, it's, and it's I one still of those get called it today. It still happens. Yeah, like, like somebody texted me why we're on this thing with that name. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm excited to, sh to. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, a little bit nervous because I was like, I don't want to get an explicit rating you on could, iTunes. You could only but... be a little excited. <laughs> That's a little fore, a little foreshadowing to to what's what's coming up. Um, sorry, was that a jerk move? Okay, all right. So I'll, no. I'll just uh, okay, perfect. Um, so. <laughs> Anyways. We do have winners, David. David, we do have winners to All announce. right. Well, let's uh, let's announce those winners. Do we? Ha did you? Did, the did, they, did they randomly draw the winners yet? We we randomly yeah, draw these that. guys. We're not picking favorites, okay? Um, so we're going to give away my favorite is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you're going to give away a memory card, right? The memory card. Hey, re hey, real quick. I want to talk about uh, right before we do the giveaways. I just want to want to kind of talk about uh, the photo mentorship, which makes this podcast possible. The photo mentorship, which pays for these memory cards, right? Which pays for these memory cards, and and so if you want us to be able to keep on uh, giving away stuff to you guys, uh, the photo mentorship is our amazing membership community where you can stream unlimited access to all of our courses and get unlimited questions answered by photography experts like me or Rich Coleman or our other photography mentors. And uh, you can check that out at thephotomentorship.com, all right? 
And, uh, and that's, that's our amazing membership community where really we go deep into all the, the actual photography training. A lot of the podcast episode is stories and fun and inspiration and maybe some camera reviews and stuff like that. But if you actually want photography training, so if you want to learn about landscape photography, all right, and if you want to learn about editing specifically, if you want to learn about posing, if you want to learn how to master your camera, we have courses for all of those things and you get unlimited access to all of those courses um, and you can go check all that out at thephotomentorship.com. You ready to give away some stuff? Let's give away stuff. I'm just going to say it again because I don't, I don't know if we're legally allowed to say it. Look at the focus on this thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like Netflix for photography education. Yeah. Like that's like a really good way. Like, cause I like, but beyond Netflix, if Netflix had, if Netflix had a lot of amazing people that like was a community and we did give away, if Netflix did giveaways, if Netflix answered all your professional questions, if Netflix made stuff that was actually good, if they, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I like some of that. Uh, yeah. Stuff, no, no. But, like yeah. I wrote like, it, it's like super hands-on. Like I, I reviewed this camera and I showed you where every button is on it. Mm -hmm. I showed you what every button does. And I told you like what I thought of it. I really like the way like, you buttoned really, up that there, tutorial too. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It, it not only are you learning, but like it's kind of for like, if you can't get something out of it, I doubt your brain. Like it's good stuff. Not because I work there, but because <laughs> I'm helping people not go to jail like I did. I'm helping people not delete a wedding. I'm helping people get to their photography goals a lot faster, and that's why I can stand behind what we do because. That's all we're doing. <laughs> That's lo I love that. Love that. All right, winners. Give me your drum. Give me your. Give me your best drum roll. My best drum roll. Um, okay. Uh, can I do it? On, I'm, I'm. So I just started doing uh, keto again, so I can lose some of this dad weight. So I'm gonna like start banging on my stomach. Hopefully, my. Hopefully, it's gonna get like more solid. But I'll do the drum roll. Ready? Yeah, your camera ready. is just yeah, it's just doing awesome. All right, ready? It's Jack right. today. All right. So I don't even know who these winners are. We've ran we've randomly draw them. We're giving away the memory card first. If I, yeah, memory, memory card. Okay, ready? Drum roll yeah. And the winner is Brittany Crane. Woo, 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 woo. Brittany Crane. All right, awesome. Bit Brittany Crane, you have won a memory card. What did we say? 64 gig crystal. memory card? Yeah, Chris, yeah, Crystal will get your info, and I will stock you now. So thanks for your <laughs> mailing address. I'm just kidding. Don't give it to anybody but Crystal. Bobby um, Parker Lacole says thanks for helping people or helping people not go to jail. She's laughing, so that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Or I can teach. Uh, like honestly, I should have I should have went to jail a lot more. Like I really did way more than I got caught for. So if anything, I can teach you how to not get caught. Um, I think Barbara anyway. Barbara said it's for it's photography for dummies all the way uh, to professional and here's great tips okay i think she's talking about the photo mentorship in other words like we break things yeah. down super simple so okay cool that's awesome i'm like reading did she call me dumb like, did she <laughs> yeah. call me dumb like you what? call me a dummy you know find no, out awesome. where she lives crystal <laughs> well we well you know in in all honesty we try to break down photography tutorials to where they're just really really easy to understand and also show Clear. people step by step so you can look kind of look over her shoulder and see changes and stuff like that in real time um, so anyways, yeah, the photomentorship.com is awesome. Go check it out, please. Well, I mean, no, the, the cool, the coolest part about it is, and the reason I love it is you can get online education places, mm -hmm. but you can't talk to me, not me, but like you're actually, I'm going on there and I'm answering questions. Crystal's on there answering questions every 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a community. It's like a group of my friends. Well, what that is really awesome. A that, group of me yelling at people. Right, right. Well, that is one of the coolest things about the photo mentorship is that you actually get your questions answered. You know, is that if well, you it's want, pr we're, we're present, it's not yeah. like pre-recorded junk that you're only seeing when you want to learn how to shoot a lighthouse. It's like, which is you cool. can hop online and ask me a question about that course. And I'm like, we haven't filmed it yet. Right. I'm just kidding. The lighthouse course. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. no, no, no. But that is, that is really amazing. Cause we do live trainings. Like tomorrow we're doing a live training. We're starting a family portrait boot camp tomorrow live so if you join the photo mentorship today you can you can get in on the first episode of the family portrait boot camp that we're going to be doing for the rest of this month and uh so you get access to all of our new courses and you get uh you get all your questions answered yeah we did the flash photography boot camp for the entire month of february last month which is really awesome and uh yeah so it's 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 really awesome but you're right it is i was gonna i, I was gonna i was gonna flash everybody but i had no batteries yeah yeah that, well yeah um, I guess next time you just, need to you just need to charge up, you know, but that is cool that, that you can get all your questions answered and photo critiques and oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. So, okay, cool. Last giveaway. Last giveaway. The freaking huge, big, 
<laughs> Sand it. Uh, what is it? A Seagate? No, 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 no. We're, yeah, this hard drive. Yeah, five terabyte. Yeah. Unless there's like a newer one, but the five terabyte sand. Uh, said Sandic Seagate. Sorry, Seagate hard drive. <laughs> what did you and say? I, yeah, <laughs> Watergate. Um, all right. So that really hurt my stomach last time when I was banging on it. I think I need to develop more abs, but I'll do it again because yeah. I'm like trying to get you know trying to get tougher. All right, ready? Can you announce the winner? I don't even know. All who right, randomly drawn it. And the winner of the hard drive is Ow. Sandra Pitts. Sandra Pitts. Sandra. Sandra is also my mother-in-law's name, so that's kind of cool. I'm thinking about you today, Sandra. Hmm. Mm, yep, that's awesome. So fantastic. So Sandra Pitts, you have one. What did we just give away? Hard drive. Hard drive. I'm like I'm, a hard drive, bro. I'm like, I'm like ready for lunch. Ready for lunch. Hey yeah. guys, you guys are amazing. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Your Photography Mentor Podcast. Isn't Rich amazing? Aren't you guys stoked that we have Rich with his vast, <laughs> like so so, um, with his with his vast experience and criminal activity and you know like what? Don't you guys want to learn from a real person, someone who will actually tell you like, hey, listen, um, I stole a car when I was fifteen, or my mom passed away, and this is why I'm why I became so um, you know self reliant and such a self starter. You know, like Rich is really an amazing human. I feel so blessed to be able to have him. Uh, kind of partner with me in the photo mentorship and be able to answer people's questions and create courses and content and also be my co-host in this podcast. So I'm just, it's just, I'm just really excited and feel, 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 can't talk, feel very blessed to have Rich on. So, um, yeah, Rich Rich did an awesome job today. So thanks so much for telling us part of your story. Many more funny, hilarious stories, including your nickname, which we're going to talk about at the beginning of the episode, next next episode four, it'll be episode four next week. And, um, and... (laughs) I just cracked up. When you first told me that story, oh my gosh. You like didn't believe me at first. You were like, no, no. And I was like, watch, let me, let me show you the text threads. Oh my gosh. So funny. So I can't wait for that. So you guys are, you guys are amazing. Um, yeah. Thank y'all for everything. Awesome. Well, I love you. I love you guys. Yeah. We love you guys too. Have have a fantastic. So wait, are you talking about me or are you talking about the audience? I love you. I'm I'm not not really sure. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.